You are listening to the sermons of the late Pastor Frank Hampton Jr., who pastored the Church of God in Jackson, Michigan from 1963 to 2018. If you would like to learn more about Pastor Hampton or the Church of God, please visit our website at www.churchofgodjackson.com. Again, that's www.churchofgodjackson.com. We hope you enjoy the message. God bless. Beginning with verse number one, Hebrews 6. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, and of laying on of hands, not the resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. And this will we do if God permits. Let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance, dead works, and of faith toward God. We want to talk about basics, foundations, first principles. I see a need of doing some foundational work, of dealing with some primary things. Unless we have a sound and secure foundation, we are certain to have a shoddy superstructure. I find all over people who are trying to build and to erect the pinnacle of the temple, having not properly laid the foundation, and that'll never work. I'm persuaded that before God will be able to bless as he wishes to, there are some basics that must be reconsidered. Now, he said that we don't need to go on for a lifetime laying foundation, laying again, he states it and puts it, the foundation of dead works. He said we need to go on but now, you notice how he words this. Now, if you don't go on, you'll have to spend a lifetime studying. You notice that? Laying again? Now, in Second Corinthians, chapter 8, verse 5. And this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and to us by the will of God. Now you listen closely. First they gave their own selves. You see, dear one, look here. People have this thing wrong. Consecration is not a thing that you decide a struggle to do eight or ten years after you're saved. You know, when I go all over the country and out of the country, 
And for the most part, you see people struggling and striving, trying to give themselves unreservedly to the Lord. And it has become so commonplace until, tragically enough, people feel that that's the way it ought to be. People figure that way down here, they still ought to be trying to get the flesh under and still trying to put everything on the altar. But they want, that's the first thing. If you notice in the preaching of Jesus, he spoke about denying ourselves to begin with. But brother, most people are spending most of their saved lives trying to bring themselves to a place of complete surrender. But they want that basic. That's not something you ought to be struggling with the rest of your life. Trying to get the step under. Trying to get the body under. Trying to get the passions under. Brother, that's abnormal. And it's grievous that you have so conceived this truth. That's the very first thing they did. They gave themselves to the Lord. Brother, when you see how people are struggling feverishly after so long a time, and many, it seems, will be doing it for a lifetime. Many people have missed the basics, and they're trying to function. Let me tell you something they want. To miss the basics and try to go on functioning in the kingdom is like a child who never took a arithmetic and now trying to work calculus. You know, there have been many youngsters that I've known in my lifetime who have just skidded through high school somehow and got a diploma, but they never learned even how to uh, divide and multiply. They never actually learned the grammar. And now they're going to college trying to get certain uh, instruction and, and uh, higher forms of math, and they don't even know what it's all about. Why? They missed the basics. And college is a farce without the basics. That's why you take college prep courses. Make sure you got the basics. Otherwise, you cannot function in college. Brother, you cannot function in the kingdom unless you get the basics. You cannot be blessed of God and use of God unless you have the basics in place. I'm going to be as profound as I know how. This message will be judgmental. When I say that, I don't mean hard saying, but it's going to judge you. You pray with us? Now that's the very first thing that they did. There's no need of trying and, and, and getting upset because you can't function on committees and sing in the choir and sing specials and you've indeed missed the basics. We can't trust you unless you've done the basics. We can't have you represent the church and you might bring us into disgrace next week. And I know if you have not got the basics, that's likely to be your plight. You... Stir somebody up with your testimony and a good special and, and people come next time and two months later they say, where's that who blessed us so? And we've got to give an ambassador report. All right. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11. Of whom, listen. Of 
of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing ye dull of hearing. Listen now. For when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principle of the oracles of God. Brother Hampton, why don't you pull that chart out more and teach us and take us way over to the end time? Because there are too many of Mr. Basics. But get this. A lot of people have Mr. Basics who don't think they have missed them. A lot of people wearing that cap and gown in Mr. Basics. Are you with me? Well, you know, why don't you have a separate class for us? Well, you probably need the basics too. That's why. For the time for which ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principle of the oracles of God. Amen. And I become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. Listen. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a baby. Why are they unskillful at this stage? Because they miss the basics. They are unskillful way down here because they missed the basics. You know, pastors have pressure put on them. They are often bombarded with requests to function and to do. And it's difficult when a pastor knows that a person has missed the basics and you can't get it over to them. Why? Because many people think that their seniority is an in indication that they are where they ought to be. Are you with me? You pray with me. See, but a pastor cannot take that long shot in putting you out there and bringing disgrace to the cause. Just pray with me. Just pray with me. Amen. We won't, we will talk easy for a while. All right. They missed the basics. All right. First Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. Let's get into the basics now. We want to get into the basics. First Timothy 3, 1. Read. This is a true saying. If a man desire the office of a bishop, he desireth a good work. Come on. Must be blameless. Husband of one wife. Vigilant, sober, of good behavior. Given to hospitality. Apt to teach. Not given to wine, no striker, not greedy or filthy lucre, patient, not a brawler, not covetous, basic. He first must start at home. And if you notice, he was not the only one given this qualification. He first must be basically sound. He must start at home. We all must start at home. You cannot properly function in God's kingdom if you have not properly started at home. We're going to be as precise and concise tonight as we know how to be. You pray with us. Cannot be. 
And there's no need of trying to get God to bless you over this. Because he is not. He just will not. Otherwise, he would cross his own word. Now you can take it tonight from Brother Hampton. You will not get God to bless you and build you a monumental edifice on a shoddy foundation. You're not going to do it. So you may well not spend your efforts for nothing. All right. The last verse that you read, how did it read? Now give me the first part. Write it. One that ruleth. Now, for if a man know not how to rule his own house, own house, we want to talk about our own house. We're not just preaching, just talking something to be in, uh, to strike your interest tonight, brother. There's something in this that, that's a burden in my heart. Now we're going over the thing again tonight, but I'm gonna show you something. Now get this: you can you can kind of do what you want, but judgment's gonna follow it. God's judgment. All right. All right, give me First Timothy chapter five. Right on, just over, verse four. Read good for me. If any widow have children or nephews, let them first learn first to show piety where. All right, children, nephews, whomever. If you're going to be used of God, you have a responsibility at home. Yeah. Come on. Now, in this case, he was speaking specifically about support. If you have a widowed mother or a dependent parent, you follow me? It should not be the church's responsibility or the benevolent society's responsibility. It should be yours. That is... Something do your parents when you're there. There is a respect, there is an obligation, and until you do that, you're not eligible to work in the church. Until you have rendered due benevolence at home, you're not eligible for church work. You're not eligible for a clear testimony. You have obligation. The obligation is yours before it's the church's. You have no right to call the church to the rescue of your household if you are capable. Come on. Now you can have your little separate this, your little separate bank account, your little separate this if you want to, brother. But you, I'm going to teach about the word. Teach about you love the word and all this and all this kind of thing coming to all night prayer meeting, brother. But the word is what's going to save you. And this is the word. And you cannot pick through it and select what you want. If you're going to make heaven, you're going to accept all that God says. That's what we got so many false religions. They want to accept a portion of it. They want to live by the convenient and avoid the difficult. Read on. If she has children or nephews, let them first learn to show piety at home. Are you pious at home, children? Can your parents... Here, now I'm going to show you something here, too. Get this now. This is not talking about little knee-dangling apron string babies. Because they could not support. They couldn't offer much support. 
It's talking about those grown yucks at home. Those are the only ones capable of support. Come on! We're talking about those grown youngsters at home and their responsibilities. You, li- you better listen to it, children. Now, when you think you're grown enough, you can get it on your own. But while you're there, they have a, a real consequential responsibility. Read on. Come on. And to requite their parents. Come on. Relieve their parents. This is good and acceptable before God. I don't care about your hope chest and your whatever and all this stuff. You better, you, you got to rebuttal visit your parents if you're home. Well, I give them $10 a week for room and board. And we talking about something beyond that, children. Come on with it, sister. For that is good and acceptable before God. Come on with it. We're not gonna we're not gonna deal with all this because this is not our thought. She that is a widow indeed, that means whose husband is dead. Not a grass but who went off and left for husband. Come on. Come on with it. And Trust in God. Trust in God. So deacon, 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 deacon when we send when you send when we send you the invite to uh, to investigate uh the widows, the first question should be, Are you with indeed? And you go from there. All right, come on. And, and then ask her if she's continuing in supplication in prayer night and day. This is the basic question, the basic questionnaire. Read on. Now she's just going on eating and gathering about. I don't, we don't mean going to the bar. We mean just living pleasurably, you know, and wanton. Come on. What? Come on. All right, if any provide not for his own, this is basic. Now, a man has no right to voice anything in the church unless he's making proper and ample provision for his family. And will you, will you pray with me tonight. Now, normally when we speak of providing, you are, your mind immediately runs to the canisters. But brother, you are to provide more than food for your family. You are to provide food, protection, comfort. Come on! You are to be a consoler to your family. You don't have to be a burden and keep your family under pressure all the time. You are to be a consoler for the family. That's the father's role. And you have no need of flouncing around in church trying to do nothing if you can't see that. You are to provide all of that for you. A father is to be a shelter for the family. Brother, when things are going wrong and when tragedies and, 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 and mishaps occur, when situations are, are upsetting, the father should be able to console, not come and jump on and make it worse. He should be able to come and console his wife. She said, well, daddy, daddy be on daddy's theater. That should be all the children want to hear. Come on! Wife is going through deep situations. She should expect comfort from her husband. That you, you are to provide that. You are to provide that. She shouldn't have to seek an outside source to get a little consolation. I don't know what the Word of God says. 
You are to make those provisions. You won't be blessed of God in a spiritual way beyond that. Now, what I'm, I'm going to tell you, children, this, this marriage thing is more of a responsibility. You, amen. You need something you're going to get, get a wife and, and leave her home while you run the streets. And leave all of the heartaches and difficulties on uh, her trying to make end meet while you're doing your little thing. Amen. You are to provide some things, and you watch and see what I tell you. You won't be blessed of God in anything shorter than that. You are to be the protector, and you are the burden. Come on! You are the to be the comforter, and rather you are, 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 are provoking the situation. Are you with me? Yeah. Are you with me? The one, I'm a, uh, this is a situation. I've often told the saints that not believe this. If a man trusts God and apply himself as he ought under ordinary circumstances, he can be a provider. It is God placed man in a position. God made him the head, not just so he can boss somebody around, but he is the head. He, it means that he's to get out in front of the gardens. He's to face the situation. That, that's what it's all about. Not just saying, tell your wife what she can and can't do and treat her like she's a little animal or something. That's not what being the head is all about. Amen. He's to be a provider. I tell you, children, and I know you can do it. I've had to do it. When I came here, they won. With my family, big is still increasing. I knew that my wife had to take care of those children. And then I knew the church couldn't take care of me, but I felt led to come. And brother, you asked my wife. I was out there in the morning with, 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 with the crowd. I was out contending with society to find something to support my family. And I always found something. The there never was a meatless Tuesday. There never was a time when anything went lacking, a bill unpaid, a utility cut off because of my inability to pay. And not only that, I didn't. I never burdened the church with it. Why? Because I sense my responsibility, and I believe God, by some means, would give me the ability to fulfill it. And even to the day they want, my family don't even know what it means to want a bar of soap. I keep that close to inventory to make sure. Why? When I come up before God, I believe I'm going to account for it. Brother, there's no want unless, it, and, and there is rarely a time that anything that's of necessity is not at your disposal. I believe this. I believe the word of God. And I believe God will bless me if I live by it. I, I've never tried to impose any unnecessary burden on my family. Endeavor to be a comforter. I'm not sure that I'm always understood, but that's always my endeavor. Never time that I'm critical and overbearing and that kind of thing. Suppressing. Why? Because I am to provide comfort, not misery. Life is miserable enough as it is. If we don't wake up day one and get these basics, you can forget trying to be churchy. Now I'm telling you, I know I'm right tonight. Read on. Provide not for his own. And especially for those of his own house. He had denied the faith. And I said, we're not talking about a few little bread and a few calico rags. We're talking about the whole scope of it. You're that protector. 
Amen. You let the seed that don't harm befall them. See that they're properly sheltered and nourished and encouraged. You're the leader. You want to be a leader? That's what it's all about. Come on. Amen. Those, those are basics. And they have to leave, jump out to them. I'm called to the ministry, called to teach, called to do all this. And you have missed the basics. You might do it, but you're, not, but you're out of place. You never will fit. You never will be blessed. You'll never do anything that's of any benefit. Come on. All right. Turn to Titus chapter 2, verse 1. Speak thou the thing that become sound doctrine. Now these are basic that the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, not trying to act like the, the young men, sound in faith, in charity, in patience. The aged women, we talk about basics tonight, will you please? The aged women likewise. They be in behavior as becometh holiness. There are certain things that becometh holiness and there are certain things that don't become holiness. Brother, let me tell you something. We should change some things with age. Something that is acceptable among the young that would not be acceptable among the old. We're not talking about a double standard either. There are some things that just don't become older people. There are some things that 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 uh, that is commensurate with age, yes, sir. and things that 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 portrays youth, you should refrain from it. Yeah. Go on and trying to follow the high fashions and all this kind of stuff and bows on the back of your dress and all. Come on! Yeah. There are some things that just don't become certain people, a certain statuses, and we need to know that. Because you are going to be regarded by those things. You're going to be looked upon as your character and your behavior relates to those things. Read on. The aged women likewise be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers. All right, we don't want to go into that because some people might think you can have a little. All right, come on, not giving too much wine. Come on. Teachers of good things. Now, let me tell you this, children. Older women. Young women will invariably come to you because of your experience or your age. And God help you if you ever advise them wrongly. Tell them how to get over on their husband. Or take side with them when they bring you accusation and you don't know but one side of the story. Don't you do that. Don't you do that. You're going to cause a situation in, in your attempt to be champion that cause. You fool around and jump on the bandwagon with them, not even knowing the circumstances. And fool around giving them some information that's going to destroy them and their families. That the fact that you've been around a while, new converts will invariably come to you. They have respect for your seniority. Read that again, please. The aged women likewise. Aged women likewise. Be in behavior as becometh holiness. Not false accusers. Not false accusers. 
not giving too much wine. Teachers of good things. Teach the young women, but you've got to be sober. See, you can't be wild teaching soberness. You can't be always in a frenzy teaching, trying to teach somebody how to be sober. You can't run wild spending teaching people how to be sober. Getting excited uh, over circumstances. See, soberness, the one covers the entirety of our lives, not just certain areas. Amen. And you teach them by precept and example. You teach them when they, when they observe you and your mannerism. Come on. But when you are flamboyant, you are portraying something to the young. We teach soberness and they observe you well. Sister Sons, she's been around a long time. She should know how it goes. And some is a, is a sad uh, uh, situation when you have to get a new convert and try to steer them away from somebody who's been around a while because of their lack of soberness. That's a tough situation. You don't want to belittle the person, but they are not portraying what you want portrayed to the new converts. When they're trying to go deeper and they're trying to get around you, come on! When God has convicted them about flashiness and dress length and tight dresses and and flamboyant, and then they've got to try to get around you. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a tough situation on the pastor. Read. Now, when we talk about old, we're not talking about somebody got to be 70 years old either. See, you are experientially old. Some of you, some of you are maybe still in your 20s old. Come on. Read. Young women to be, now this is what you need to teach them, but you've got to be able to teach by both precept and example. This is what you need to teach them, and certainly some of them need to learn this. Read. To love their husbands. All right, you're going to get married. Now, you want to, or you're already married, and, and somehow you, you having difficulty, and uh, one get the wrong one and come crying, I just don't love them. Well, don't you come saying, oh, my, my child going to have a nervous breakdown. They just don't love him. And so what? What, 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 and you're going gonna to go on and, and honey, well, honey, you just can't go crazy. You, you had to get out of this. No, you don't. No, you don't. You say, honey, now listen. Now, the word of God says you should love your husband. Now, if you don't love him, if you've got the wrong one, that's tough. You had, you had a chance to go all over the world and get the right one. So if you didn't do it, I mean, you, you, get, you, you, you got better pray and you better pray hard. You better go in the closet and don't come out and do you can say, I love you, truly, truly dear. That's right. That's what you, now, if you can't teach them that, leave them alone. Now, if you have a nervous breakdown, you just have to have it. But you got to love. Got to love him. He might not be lovely, but you got to love him. Come on, because that's the same one you used to tell you love him. What you going to teach him? Come on. Be sober. Love their husbands. Love their If you don't teach them love there, they're going to be loving somebody else's. If you aren't careful. Oh, yes, you will, too, because they're going to see another and they think it's so nice. And he's the kind, I wish I got him. I miss mine. And I wish you like brother so-and-so. And that can, be, that can spill over. Come on. Love their husbands. Love their children. Love their children. 
Now, you'd think that nature itself would teach that, wouldn't you? But don't you know they want their people who verges on and maybe even hate their children? Don't you know I've gone over and counseled and dealt with people who have them pray, I just, I just, I just got one of my children, I just, I don't, I just... Uh, the devil, then you come on, then you get, you, you uh, get out of it like the, the devil is trying to make me hate him. <laughs> come on. Did you know they want their people who just despises certain of their children? They got some they just cannot stand certain ones. And you can tell it by the way he's being treated aside from the others. And uh, your love for your children is portrayed in your attitude and your behavior towards them in general. Now you think this is insignificant, children, but there's something in this. This is basic. This is why a lot of people are not being blessed. They got children who look too much like their daddy who they don't like. I got too many of his ways. Yeah, yes, and you remind him of you just like your daddy. And he get the message because he know you're not too hot on pop. Amen. Amen. I just see him all in you. Do what, sister? Love, so you decided if I love him, I got to love daddy too. So you got a problem. But you better solve it. This is what you all, this is, this is what the old mother, this is what those of you who claim to be mothers in Zion been around four and five or seven, eight or ten years. Come on. This is what you ought to be teaching the young sisters. Not how to get back. Not how to get over and still be saved. Come on! But how to love him and let God do the rest. Love is an emotion. You feel it. It's not a mechanical thing. I love him. I feel fixing some food sometimes and, and wash your clothes when it's convenient. And I feel no, that's love is not mechanical, children. Love is an emotion. You feel it? Do you know they want some people going to roof? Do you know this is the truth that I've ever told? Some people are in darkness tonight. Is it Brother Hampton? I just cannot love my meeting. I know if I get right, I got to love him. So I go to hell. Did you go on? I'm telling you. So you might oversimplify the ones. But I'm going to tell you something. There are a lot of people who are staying with husbands and wives that they hate who are testifying. Do you hear me? Hate means just a love less than you all. God loved Jacob and he hated Esau. God has no hate for nobody. But it means he loved them less. To love him less than you ought to amount to hate. I wish somebody prayed with according to the word of God. Brother, by the standards of the Bible, many people hate their husbands and wives. Hate them. Despise them. But they know too much truth to admit it. Despise them. Detest. Abhor. 
Do you hear me? Actually do. Brother, I would not fear to say that there are those in this business now who hate their husband wives. Claiming spirituality. Number one, a lot of people are calling hatred by another name. That's why. And because it might not be a permanent feeling. See, some people think because it's intermittent that it's not indeed a fact. Mean that, you know, just certain time you feel a certain way about it. Come on. What is not the longevity of the emotion, but the fact of it. The fact you feel a certain way at certain times. Well, you can get it naturally. Because some of us, the word of God, speak like you hate your brother, you're murderer. This is the word of God. Now you can fool around and rip and run and, and fool around and let some people hate. See, I'm going to tell you, children. Some people's relationship have been reduced to a mere mechanism. It's just a mechanical thing, nothing more. Everything like love has been destroyed. They've let the devil destroy all their love for their mates. And before you make God's heaven, you're going to have to restore it. And you can't go home and say, baby, tonight, and think that's it either. You're going to feel right about this thing, children. It's going to have to be genuine. It's going to be real. And it's up to you. If you miss it, you miss heaven too. Do you hear me? That's why you have so many conflicts. That's why there's so little peace. That's why there's so little happiness in families. There's hatred there. Hatred, I said. I don't mean no misunderstanding. Pure, sheer hatred. It started out with bitterness. That's why Paul says, husband, love your wife and be not bitter. It starts out with bitterness. But then you put your foot across the line and, and like that it's going to hatred. But you feel because you're not at that throat physically that it does not amount to hate. But that's exactly what it is. It's just a feeling. You feel worse about them than you do some people in the street. Come on, sister. Be sober. Love their husbands. Love their husbands. And brothers, sometimes you have to be taught how to do it because it's not always easy. I'm going to tell you. It's not always easy to love the one that you march to the altar with. Do you hear me? Come on. Well, son, I mean, uh, uh, young lady, don't you have a husband over down there in the next city? Yeah, but I don't love him no more. I love his son so now. No, you don't. You just have a little animal passion for such a so-and-so. Now, you don't love the one that you God gave you, that you made at the altar, but you love somebody else now. If you can lose love for one, I'm going to tell you, I'd be afraid to trust somebody who lost the love for the first one. But I'm just as meek as they are. When I cross, they're going to lose their love for me. You better think. You better think. I'm going to tell you, children. It's not easy to stay with somebody that you don't love. It's difficult enough to stay with one that, that you cling to your bosom. Do you hear me? It's, it's miserable. It's hell before you get there. 
And that's where you're going if you don't love them. They have to live with somebody that you don't love. It's tough. It's tough. You know I told you about that fellow over in Gary that time? Said the reason why he never got married, I think he must have died about 80 years old and never got married. He said one time, it was a fellow doing everything he knew to do to please a woman. And his wife. And he just loved her track, so to speak. And when she and she saw him coming, she said, come on, so and so I'd rather to go to bed with a snake. He said that when he, this man working and doing everything he could to please her and for her to have that kind of attitude, he said, I'll never marry as long as I live. And he didn't. Letting you know, dear one, that this is a thing that has to be nurtured. There's enough difficulties and differences to cause you to hate one another and lose your feeling, lose your affection. But guess what? When you lose it, you still is an affectionate individual. Because you lose affection for that individual, means you lost it altogether. That means you're just going to transfer it. That's all. That means you're going to transfer it. You're going to find in somebody else what you wish you had in her or him. You can say what you want to say. When I find somebody who always downgrading their husband, he's not that, he's not that. You are delighting in somebody else. You see somebody else who you wish, uh, that you wish you could find in your own. And that's low. That's depraved. You're low down. Instead of trying to build it up, and find it in your own mate you're looking for it in somebody else. Come on! That's why you need to teach them how to do it. Mothers. Amen. Tell somebody what a grace and let's teach them how to love the husband. That's what they need to know. That's what they need to know. Or oh, going down to get some cabbage. I mean, you better teach them how to love the husband. Amen. That's what they need to know. But of course, I'm going to tell you something. Some of these husbands are difficult. Real difficult to love. Some of these wives likewise. And, and I'm going to tell you, if we don't teach them, it's going to be some bad situations developing and resulting. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? Now, you can call that such a lovely, dovey courtship. That don't mean a thing, brother. They need to be taught because I'm going to tell you something. When all these difficulties are coming and all of these trying situations, they begin to get used to one another and all this newness wears off, and they find out they're not quite like they were when you were courting them. It's going to take some grace and some teachings and some prayer and everything else we got to offer. And you can take it from me. But let me tell you something. As contrary as it might seem, don't you know you are more likely to hate your wife or your husband than anybody else? That, that sounds paradoxical, doesn't it? But that's so... You know you are more likely to have hatred in your heart for your own mate than anybody else on earth. You, you, you listen to me tonight. I'm telling you, children. That's why so many can go that different ways and never hardly have a thought about one another anymore. Why? They allowed that relationship to degenerate into hate. That's why they're so little reconciling. That's why it's hard to get them back together. Why? They allowed hate to develop. And they had no need to try to reconcile them. Because I've tried so many times. I pleaded.
Amen. Read a little more, please. Love their children. Love their souls primarily. Not good to love them and good to feed them and this kind of thing. Uh, but love their souls primarily. Let your primary emphasis be on their eternal welfare. Come on. Don't leave them to make it for themselves. Come on. Brothers, those children, whether you have little or much, whether you have little or much, amen, your primary interest, they are the heritage of the Lord, should be the comfort. Come on. Those children should be able to find some clean clothes whenever it's necessary. Whenever they come home from playing, they should be able to find some food on the table. Come on! That's a responsibility. That's a responsibility. They should find that care and concern. That's why you need to be at home. That's why I'm not in agreement with working mothers unless it's a situation that is unusual. Because you cannot possibly fulfill this. And, and I, I, I got, I, I'm bothered about some other things. Now I know in some of these cities it's mighty difficult, but you listen to this good. Rent's high, food's expensive, accommodations are high. But there's no need to overemphasize trusting God for your body and no trusting for your welfare. Are you with me? Brother, there's a mother's presence in a home is invaluable. No home under normal can function normally without the proper presence of a mother. You can't substitute. There's no substitute for it. There is no substitute for it. None. Care who you are, you can have tutors and babysitters and, and grandmothers and whoever. There is no substitute. God put it there. And if they're not there, they're going to be something vitally missing. So they're jumping out there, become somebody trying to buy you a new house and a new car. Both of y'all going and coming. You're going to find clashes. You're going to find all kinds of problems. And you're going to find, we know this, of course. I don't care if you stay with them 24 hours a day. You're going to have some wayward ones in most instances. But certainly don't let it be because of your negligence. Don't let it be because you didn't fulfill your responsibility. Are you with me? Brother, you get it tonight. Unless we fulfill these basics. Now, some of us have avoided it so long that, and you feel you did all right, that you probably won't start. But you, but you watch and see what I tell you. You won't be blessed with God. I say you won't be. Come on with it. Be discreet. Use discretion. Use proper judgment. Don't have people talking about your children and how you let them come in and mess up everybody's place and, and run all through their homes and, and all kinds of things and how you let them squander the, 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 what your husband brings in. Be discreet. You use good judgment. You, 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 you affect your testimony when you don't have discretion. Come on with it. Chaste means true and pure. Come on. Keep it at all. 
Keep us at home. Wait just a moment. Keep us at home. That's your responsibility. You cannot be a keeper at home if you're often in the street. If you miss that basic, you can't do anything else for God. You never will have even an effective testimony. You watch it. Brother, if Jesus comes and finds you in the street unduly and your work at home is not done, I doubt this if you go back with it. I doubt it with all my, I doubt it with all I possess. That's a basic. You cannot be blessed of God. You, you have no right to want to do anything until you have that fulfill that basic. Why? Because people cannot accept your testimony or your ministry to whatever degree. You can have a slavish, lazy husband trying to exhort in the brothers' meeting. What could he exhort? Well, by the same token, how in the world are we going to get a mother with unkept children, unkept house? Come on. Come on. Yesterday's dishes in scummy water. Go to bed day in and day out without making it up. Come on. Come on. Vermins all over the house because of your negligence. The neighbor's talking about your children, not because they don't have much, but because what they have is unkept. Brother, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You won't be blessed beyond this. Just like I feel God will give a man the wherewithal to support his family, he'll give a woman the wherewithal to be a chief keep at home. God will do that. And if you neglect to do it, in the judgment, you, you, I hate to be in your shoes in the judgment. God knows I would. Come on. Well, this is a tremendous thing. You know. Now you, you, you listen to me tonight. A friend comes through town. I should be able to say, well, look, man, come on by the house and, and uh, eat dinner. Honey, what we got for dinner? Put, put a, you know, extra piece of meat in the pot because I'm bringing something home with me. I should be able to do that. Anytime. Some friend come in the journey. I said, come on, come on, man. Spend a night with me. Come on. Without, I should be able to do that without, without a three days announcement. Lest I be, all of us be embarrassed beyond measure. Come on. The Bible teaches that. A friend is coming in the journey. Have nothing to set before him. I should be able to bring him there. My wife picked him something. You know, years ago they want in my home even uh, people did that. My dad could see people down there. There were no motels and stuff like that for our people to stop. They get tired in that journey. Dad bring them home. Mama has a few sheets and maybe be nice and clean. They might not be too uh, fancy, and she'd make them a place. And go in there and fix them something, find something, fix them, and feed them and put them to bed. And wouldn't charge them a nickel. Sit them on their way in the morning. 
Come on. They sense what a wife was without real, genuine, enlightened grace. Do it anytime. I've seen people, they want, who had no, just maybe a couch and a linoleum maybe in the living room and kept it just shining, that couch with a, with, a, with a sheet over it, just as clean and nice. Anytime you go in, that's all they had. Didn't have much, no furniture much, but it's just as nice and neat. And you go in there, they can find it, give you something to eat, pick you something. Went out to beat the roaches back and... That's right. This smells sour dishwater. Come on! I'm talking about some basic. I'm talking about what you won't be blessed over. Brothers, God help us. That, see, when we study the Bible, what do you study for? When you read the scripture, what do they mean? Do they mean are they meaningless? Come on! And you get this, children. You don't marry with the idea of being a career girl either. Your career ends in that fashion. Read. Discreet. Chase. Keep us at home. Keep us. Oh, Michigan Avenue. Keep us at home. Come on. Come on with it. Good. Obedient to their own husbands. Obedient to their own husbands. Then, well, let me show you something. If we fulfill our places, it will prevent a lot of clashes. A lot of problems that develop in home we wouldn't have if we just fulfill our duties. But let me tell you something. Don't you know if it will be difficult for a man to refuse to give a woman whatever he had more if she kept things up and had things comfortable for him and whatnot. And on the contrary, if a man loves his wife as he ought, it will incite her to do a lot of things. You can't be critical and overbearing and all the things you can pull somebody something. Be loving and that's a challenge. That'll pull them up maybe to what you want them to be. Come on! And give a helping hand. Dear one, may God bless us. May God help us to see these things. This is what you're in for. And they had no need of getting one and talking about, you know, and then crying and want to separate them. And I never could stand a nasty woman, all that kind of stuff. Well, you, you better know what you're getting before you're getting a nasty one before you just say, I do. And talking about how clean mama's house was and all that. You, you leave in mama's house. Surely. The Bible said it. You're going to leave father and mother. Come on. You were a son of daddy always had mama, always had a meal on time, but you're not there anymore. And you ain't going to be coming by every day either because you got you on. You got your own cook now. Uh, at least you ought to have it. Give me a little more of that, sister. We got, we got another thing you want to hit before we quit. Come on with it. Come on with it. They be discreet, chase, keep us at home. At home. Before you leave home, make sure you've been a keeper there for whatever reason. 
Don't you delight? Everybody delights to get up in the morning and see things in place and nice and neat. Don't, isn't, that, isn't that nice? Isn't that pleasant? Isn't that pleasant? Isn't that pleasant? All of you enjoy it. You surely enjoy it. Why don't you help mama do it then? Why don't you help wife do it sometime, men? You like, everybody like that. Come on, everybody likes that. I know you do. If you're normal. Read a little more. Obedient to their own of this is basic. This is basic. This is basic. Read. You're gonna call the word of God to be blasphemed if you do differently. If you don't come up to this, you're gonna call the word of God to be blasphemed. Isn't that sad? Because of your negligence, because of your unbiblical behavior, call the word of God to be blasphemed. Read. Young men, now we're going to be hitting all of it, but all of this is basic. Young men exhort to be sober-minded. Let's cut out this wildness. If you get a wild husband, you might have one alone you live. Because married, don't tame them. You ought to be entering into a different phase when you're talking about getting married. Come on, all that wildness and and making wild decisions and buying and jumping up just doing all this kind of stuff and spending all your money up on foolishness that ought to be over shouldn't have been doing it in the first place but if you have you should quit now read in all things things. showing thyself a pattern of good good works you know what they want you know what it's sad when you see old men out spending money on a lot of foolishness Got to go out and sell their wheels and get some mags and some spokes and all this kind of food. And, and can you out to pay the house note? Utilities behind. That's ridiculous. Got families. But I tell you what though, if you got that spirit, it's going gonna, it's gonna to carry over. That's why you need to get sober. And prove some things. And live sober for a while. Come on with it. Of good works in doctrine and doctrine showing uncorruptness, young men ought to be trying to learn doctrine. You ought to be able to defend this truth. Thank God, when I grab up a caravan of you and take you somewhere, praise God, we want to establish a work or something, I ought to be able to take you and, and we can go out on the street and defend the doctrine. Come on. Because that's what it looks like the Lord is leading us into now. We need something to take the word of God on the street corner when we're preaching and trying to establish something. Come on. Thank God we need some of you who can teach some doctrine. We might have some classes during the day and preach at night. Come on. Now you all just listen to me if you want to, brother, but, but failure to comply with this is going to cost you. Come on, don't know one worker great from the next. And got time to rip and run and play. Read, come on. Uncorruptness, graves, sound, not giddy, grave, solid. Come on. Sincerity, sound speech, 
All right, come on with it. Keep going. All right. Having no evil thing to say. But come on, now there's another phase. I want to get this last one basic before we go. Come on. Now here, we're going into another phase. Exhort servants to do what? Be obedient to their own master, those that you're working for. Your job, we're going to another basic. I'm, to, I'm telling you, they want, there are too many people trying to be spiritual aside from the basics. They want that you don't want to oversee, you want to go on off into some other spiritual stuff. You need to come right back to this, I'm telling you. There's no need to go on a five-day fast for you that God and can't give a man a good day's work. Come on with it. To your own master, those who you're working for. Come on. Please them well. Don't try to get over them. It's going to describe it. Please them well in all things because you are their servants. You hide yourself out to them. Did you know that? You might not like the term, but that's what you are. When a man is paying you, he's paying you to serve him. You're servants. I don't care if you got a degree, you're still a servant. That's what you are. When a man hires you for a certain length of time, you are his servant. He's hiring you to please him. And that's what you agree to. Do you understand? That's what you agree to. That's what's stipulated in your acceptance. Read on. Please him well, not just getting by. Your objective should be to please him well. That should be your objective. Some people get on these jobs and get by with everything that they can to get that check. They did no, not conscientious at all about their work. And I wish you listened tonight. This is Bible. This is the Word of God. As much as John 3.16. What did it say? You should be endeavoring to please them. You should be trying to please them. That should be your objective. As you do something, they turn it back. You listen, children. Come on with it. Oh, Lord. Not answering again. You got some people who are difficult. Working for somebody going to have the last word, no more than they know, and I know my rights, and I'm going to take you to arbitration and call me the steward. You better listen to the word of God. You're going to lose your soul if you ain't careful. Not answering again. Some people ready to stand toe-to-toe with the foreman at the first provocation. I know my rights. My classification, my this, my that. You better be careful. There are times when something needs to be defined, just like in a church. But be careful that you don't cross the word of God. Be careful because you won't be blessed. You won't be blessed. You because you have missed a basic. Come on. Not answering again. Not that's a, that's a tough one. That answering again. Some people do it, but they got to say something. They got to say something. They gonna say something if they fall. They might do it, but they gonna murmur something. They got to. There's something in them that will not be satisfied unless they say something. Not answering again. Do you hear what the word of God says? 
Read it before you go to work in the morning. Let this be your pet scripture. Come on. Come on. Not per learning. That's a big word, isn't it? That means uh, stealing, uh, 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 sorry, cheating, time, you know, taking time or whatever. Uh, uh, wasting. A wasting. You know, some people don't care anything about their boss's substance. Just waste and don't care. Throw stuff in a waste bag because you don't want to clean it. Throw it in the incinerator, anything. Take too much time to clean it so you throw it away. Isn't that sad? And, and something drops in you when you do that. Come on. Waste is a person's substance. Rather than go through a little problem of correcting it. Come on! You can straighten it out and save the man money. But you won't do it. Come on. Just, 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 just dis discard it. Are you, are you with me? Not prolonging, not cheating. A stealing, a wasting, not stealing time. Start washing away before time. Go out and start talking hours before knockoff time. Because you've been there and you know the situations, but you got a conscience to deal with. You know what they want? This don't affect some people. Why? Because they think they're getting away. I'm telling you. See, they think they're getting away. And when a person thinks they're getting away, it's hard to change them. They think they're getting by, but you are going to get by right to the judgment. You watch what I tell you. Because this very chapter is going to face you in the judgment. You, you, you remember that. It's going to face you. It's going to face you. You've been stealing the man's time. There's something wasting unnecessarily. We got plenty of paper just balling it up and just throwing it away, just throwing stuff away. Sweep up stuff in the, in, the, in the pan, you could take it and use, use it over again, just gonna throw it away, back and just throw it away. You ain't gotta pay for it anyway. What you so cover? You're you not paying for it. That's what the girls on the job tell you. That's what they tell you, and you, you know what you do? That's right, I'm not. But you're gonna pay for it. These are basics. This, this is what stop people from shouting. This is what's going to be people in the judgment now is going to buck. You watch and see what I tell you. See, they worry about that. You know what I'm saying? Y'all pray for me, saints, because look, I, can't, I can't go on an extended fast. It's hard for me to fast over two days. That's not your problem. You missed something far more basic than that. You've been prolonging. You've been answering again. I'm not your slave. You are in a fashion when they're paying you because they're hiring you out. You might not like the terminology, it might be a crude term. Read a little more. Not prolonging. Not showing all good faithfulness. All good faithfulness. Let them be able to depend on you. Don't take off just because you can't. Unnecessarily. 
Come on. Take days and make them pay for it and all that kind of stuff because you can. Don't do that. You think all you got the answer for that? But brother, you got the answer for all of this time. You got you got a lot of things to answer for. Sugar. I'm gonna tell you something. You got a lot to answer for in the judgment. You got a lot to answer for in the judgment. And if some people don't repent, and in some instances do some restoration, some of y'all got to redeem some time. Some of y'all got to do some double shifting almost to make up for the time you stole. You know, one time, day one, when I was in service, I maybe told you about this before. I was working in the PX, and they chose me to operate a shop. And being a military man, I could get all of my tools from directly from the PX. And what the fellow would do, uh, he would give me stuff for my personal use as well. Well, I kind of justified it because I said, well, you know, he's in charge, but I was, I could feel a heaviness. I could feel a heaviness. He would, you know, give me what I wanted, and he would also say, well, here, take these, you know, and so I would take them and use them. So after a long time, I, I, I couldn't feel clear about it, and anything I can't feel clear about, I'm going to deal with it. So I said, now, uh, that man was wasting the government's substance. He, he was, he was, he, he had no right to do that. It wasn't his. He is just working there. Don't blow him. He had nothing to give me. And so I didn't know just how much it was. But brother, every day when I would turn in my money, I would put in so much to make up for all that I thought that those two were worth. Make sure I paid for them. Why? Because I didn't want to face that in the judgment. Mess around, take some people's stuff and got it here. Because I, I, I tried to justify them when he gave it to me. Well, who gave it to me? Who gave it to me? The owner didn't give it to me. Clerks in the store have the right to give you nothing. They, they, that's not fair. They find us that pearl on it. Because you work in the McDonald's, you can't give a brother sauce on no hamburger either. Unless you're going to pay for it. I work here, yeah, but you don't own it, though. And if they tell you, okay, we got something left over, you can, get, you, you can have the bag. The man, you tell you, you know, we're we going to incinerate them so you can take them home. That's fine. Just call you see Brother Joe, you're going to try to show my man start. You got, hey, here, take a Big Mac. Come on. You find yourself pearl on it. The word of God is right. Gonna face it. Yeah, we missed the basics. They had no need of going out trying to turn the world upside down. They had no need of, you know, a, a woman to mind. I want to, I want to get out and pass out. I want to go out with the same witness in your house is messed up and your children dirty, and somebody you want to go out and pass out some tracks. You need a track <laughs> on house going good housekeeping. I'll never get you to go out with the saints and do no witnessing. You need to be a witness, children. You need to be a witness. You learn how to treat your husband before you start to go out and witness somebody. You need to learn how to treat your wife. Come on. So you, so you can be a witness indeed. I'm telling you the truth. But I say now you may well get the basics in order. First, they gave themselves unto the Lord. You, you should have done that. Uh, show that you learned what consecration is all about. 
You shouldn't be struggling around no 10 years trying to get sanctified, trying to put everything on the altar. That's, that's the first thing they did. Tell me, Sam. Let's straighten it out, they want before, before God takes his grace away from us. Straighten out before the judgment. Answering again, cheering, answering again to the parents. Wives answering again to the husbands. Husbands answering again to the bosses. Everybody answering. Everybody answering again. For the most part. When I was in Detroit, there was a brother in the church. And all kind of iron beams and tools and all that kind of come out they didn't want it. Who told you? Who told you they didn't want it? Ah, just what you need, that's what they don't want. You know, all this good stuff come out they didn't want it. Or they were going to throw it away. Who told you that? You know, people taking the grandma. This, this, this is the thing. If you're missing the basics, all else you're doing is null and void. Do you hear? All else that you're doing is to no avail. Bible speaks about in hating one another. But there's something in that. Well, but then why don't people understand it? Because people feel that they're not ready to blow up for the brain. That, that does not constitute hate. You don't have to be that extreme to hate. All right, if you feel you've got the basics, then I trust you have. The Lord knows. The Lord has a reason for burdening hearts. Some of you need to be on the altar trying to learn how to love your mates in a real genuine way. And you got to work at it. It's an effort. A real genuine effort. I'm not there's a difference between loving somebody and enduring somebody. And it can be genuine. Even when they're not that lovely. All right, then you've had time to think about it. So you may be seated. We're going to pray. We're not going to judge the effect of it by the response. the Lord Father we are so thankful for your kindness your love tender care sustaining grace almighty God Father we are not just going through routines the Bible said man shall not live by bread alone 
but by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. Father God, every word that we spoke, every scripture in the Bible has a significance. And Lord, when we see people drying up and losing what God gave them initially, there's always a reason behind it. And only thou dost know that reason. Many things are not manifest to us, Lord, but you know. Lord, there might be those tonight who are willing to acknowledge, who are willing to humble themselves and to admit some things. We pray, Almighty God, that that would help us tonight. Father, give that humility of heart and to Lord God to make a whole about faith if needs be. Lord, you're speaking from heaven. The last voice that we'll ever hear in this life. So Lord, help us to heed your truth. Lord God, do we know that according to the word, it's going to be difficult in some cases because we've got to be taught how to do it. Meaning that it don't always just come naturally, even though it seems that it should. Lord, we want to examine ourselves with all of the honesty and humility that we possess. May each heart be open tonight. Blessed by your spirit, sustained in Jesus' name, have your merciful way in Christ's name, and for his sake we do ask it. We magnify your name forever, dear Father, because you're God, you're worthy. Grant that every need will be met those who bow, those who didn't bow. Lord, don't let us shake this truth off and go our ways, Almighty God, as though we never heard it. And be the same person. Lord God, may we be permanently different. Not for a minute and end up just as we were. But help us to see we, 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 are, we are in a real condition here, Lord. So undertake in your name. And we, may we allow your word and your spirit to work in our hearts and lives. Christ's name we ask and for his sake we pray. Amen. That's why you better nurture it while you got it because to lose it and try to get it back is going to be sure. And I'm going to tell you the truth, they one. Brother, I work just as hard as stimulating love now as I did when I started. Why? Because I knew it could be lost in a moment. And I'm responsible for whatever reason. And it's got to be genuine. So God help us.